Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. The JBH podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Mm, you guys know that I am what I like to call a teaaholic. So one of my favorite brands at the moment, I feel like they have every herb out there in existence. The brand is called Buddha Teas. You also know I like to meditate. You also like to know that I like to t make my tea while I'm meditating, or maybe that making tea is a pure meditation within itself. But a little bit about Buddha teas and why I love them so much is that they strive to create teas that do more than satisfy a thirst. Buddha teas uses fresh, high-quality ingredients to explore nature's best qualities and enrich the lives of tea drinkers everywhere. I know I'm enriched every single sip I take. The fresh organic herbs and tea leaves allow their teas to stay pure and natural and in free form from chemicals, preservatives, and added flavoring. The minimal processing and eco-friendly packaging helps to honor and protect the earth with every tea that they make. So guys, on me, you can get 15% off by using code JBH15. So pick up a pack today and enjoy each sip that you take. On this episode number 77 of the Just Being Honest podcast, I got a hands-on tutorial from the inventor himself about how one little blue box can clean an entire industrial community. Jim Metropolis is the CEO and founder of Blue Box Air LLC. Blue Box is a new generation clean tech startup based out of Los Angeles, California that is pioneering a new model for how to improve the energy efficiency, carbon footprint, and indoor air quality of commercial and industrial buildings with its patented process for cleaning and disinfecting the HVA system. Whoa. Prior to Blue Box, Jim was involved in developing several pat patented technologies that involved thin film deposition, waste to energy conversion systems, and diesel emission and control technologies. If your head is spinning right now, just hold it on tight because We've got more to share with you. It sounds so scientific, so nerdy, so geeky, but I love it. And it is just filtering out into our everyday 
uh, patterns of just basically breathing, guys. So I wanna jump in a little bit further. Just how does Blue Box make healthy air easy? In the fight against airborne pollutants, Blue Box battles at the source of the problem and never compromises on effectiveness. By eliminating the need to shut down equipment or disrupts daily operations, Blue Box introduces a new model for servicing facilities and residences, one that disinfects safely, effectively, and efficiently, as I mentioned before. And guys, guys, I know you're going to want to tune in the whole entire hour. I mean, I have stories to share about my own mold experience, so please keep your earbuds in, stay tuned. You're going to be blown away by what Jim tells is lingering in your air conditioning units. And it's not just in your house. Think about going to a hospital, all right? Thinking about if they don't clean those coils, what's blowing out of those vents? So guys, stay tuned. We're diving in deep right now. You just turned on the JBH podcast. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Guys, it's your health and lifestyle designer, and I have something so intriguing to share with you today. Um, it was by Spur of the Cosmos, an explosion of the cosmos. You know, I am such a believer that every occurrence, every situation, every person that comes into my life, there's Theo the dog greeting hello. Hi. Hi. Um, we may have some dogs talking here and there. But back to what I was saying is every occurrence, every situation in my life happens for a reason. Um, I don't know if you've hear, heard the story way back when, when I had been basically lost a year of my life through mold poisoning and um, just recently took some tests I'm going to be following up upon with environmental toxins um, and then further mycotoxin testing um, parasites, you name it. But especially I want to dive into air, the quality of air that we're breathing, what's floating around in there, and uh, especially living in a world of a bubble in our own homes. So I met a man. Actually, he's my neighbor. And lo and behold, we just started chatting one day forever. Um, and it introduced into my life that he had created a new innovation in the clean tech space. It is called Blue Box. Blue Box. And it is a means, I will obviously let him desc describe it in further detail, but it is a means to basically clean the air conditioning ducts, the air conditioning systems, the coils in the hardest of reaches of areas. And um, his name is Jim Metropolis. I shouldn't have rolled my R's, but I just feel like he has a loaded name. Jim Metropolis. And Jim, welcome to the JBH podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Catherine. That's um, a great intro. <laughs> I mean, seriously, for trusting me 
to just come on the show. It yep. means the world to me. And I know I shared with you a little bit, just a little bit about my background yep. and about my health issues and of what I've gone through, which obviously makes me a little nervous to even live in this world we live in. Yeah. Um, and then you introduced to me that you created Blue Box. Actually, that it's taken obviously some years to create it. Yeah. Um, and I want you to just dive in and tell me, um, well, actually, what was your upbringing like? I know you were from Manhattan Beach, yeah. but what did you like to do when you were a kid? Because I like to pick people's brains and to see basically, you know, what were you tinkering with as a child? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm, you know, I'm from, uh, I'm born and raised in Manhattan Beach and, you know, uh, you know, growing up, uh, it was basically surfing, volleyball, uh, you know, definitely played, uh, actually soccer was actually my big sport. I played goalkeeper. Um, nice. and the, um, it was interesting when I was growing up, you know, I had, um, I had, uh, actually my grandfather, uh, was a, he's an interesting guy. He was an inventor. Um, when he passed away, he had 15 patents, uh, to his name and 15, 15. Wow. Which is rare. Right? Yeah. And what is also rare is my grandfather was, he never went to school. He grew up in the great depression. Uh, he had to work to support the family. He, he was, he never had a, a formal education. Um, but then he got these patents in technologies called thin film deposition, waste energy, uh, uh, uh waste energy conversion technologies, diesel emission control technologies, really high-end stuff. And I had, by default, became his lab rat. How old were you? Uh, well, I was probably, I mean, you know, he started getting into this when I was uh, probably a teenager. Um, and, you know, I went to UCLA uh, political science. Mm. Uh, no engineering in my background. Um, but I had my my uh, grandfather, he had a lab uh, over in Gardena, and I became kind of his default lab rat on these different technologies, and then I was the one that was researching the patents and trying to, you know, figure out how we could patent this and that. Um, and it was interesting because it, it gave me a, uh, a, a technical background that it was all by, you know, accidental. You know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, because I'm not a trained engineer either. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, um, it was actually out of this where about, uh, eight years ago, I started designing systems. Blue Box was originally a system to do chemical cleaning and refineries. And what I was going after was how to improve the efficiency of refineries and power plants by cleaning the equipment better, minimize the use of chemicals, minimize the use of water, make it not as wasteful, make it more effective and... Um, and actually is actually designed to be a strategy for how to reduce carbon emissions mm -hmm. uh, because th these facilities consume massive amounts of energy. Then they blow up when they're yeah, yeah, exactly. Together. But that was actually, you know, when I was a kid, I, that's, you know, how I kind of got into, um, uh, into the, and, you know, technical side of things was actually through my grandfather. See, and that's what I always, always ask what people's yeah. upbringings are because most of the times of life people, you know, grow up and they get to a certain age and they're like, well, what's my passion? Everyone says I should be doing something that's my passion. Usually it stems that they're, that 
the childhood age, yeah. you know, what were they like so free thinkingly, you know, just playing after or doing or just like so like intrigued by, you know, yeah. that's usually the answer. Yeah. Um, where a lot of people are always chasing dollar signs and stuff, but it's like the dollar signs will come, but you know, like yeah. what were you passionate about? So that's an interesting story that grandfather actually yeah, yeah, yeah. brought you to that. Well, exactly. And also my mother too, though, because my mother is my grandfather's daughter, daughter. and she actually, um, so you know the first Motorola flip phone? Yes. She led the engineering team that designed the motherboard that made that possible. What kind of conversations do you guys have <laughs> at the dinner table? It's crazy. Well, she she actually, you know, my grandfather, was, he was like a savant type of genius type, but he was eccentric because he was yeah. completely untrained. She was more trained, but, you know, she was also a little eccentric herself. They're, you know, it's like when they get the so wiring. bright, they're a little too... A little out there, but she had that uh, had um, that was uh, yeah she had worked at Motorola and helped design miniaturize the motherboards that made our cell phones now possible. Then she small, had, basically yeah small. basically she <laughs> miniaturized it and then she went on to um, to des- uh, help design the latest generation of supercomputers uh, up in Seattle. This is during the '90s, so this is way back, but yeah, she was a pioneer in that, and then. She actually had basically designed most of the motherboard circuitry for the Trident submarine in the U.S. Uh, Navy. <laughs> she is a power woman. She's a power woman. She's a very unique. Uh, she's one of those like she has a very, but like her. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. House. It was like yeah, it's a kind of a crazy thing. But when I went to college, it's really fun. For I don't know why either. Probably because everybody was so technical. I just you know, wanted. To, balance it out a little bit when I went to UCLA I was really interested in history and mm-hmm. I don't know I got into political science as a, I just like to read you know mm-hmm. and um and you know I don't know I just was drawn to it now I look back it probably you know would have been I don't know you know it was interesting if I would have gone into engineering and been formally trained I would have never developed the innovations I did though I don't think so. I no. think you would have been burnt out. No, it's not so much burnt out. It's what happens is when you're, it's a, or because you're you would be more rigid. Yeah, well, because I'd start following the rules. Exactly, you wouldn't. Have, yeah, so yeah, I could see that. My uncle's, if he, my uncle, I don't think he's listening, but he probably will listen. But <laughs> he's a rocket scientist, as I told you, and yeah. he he he, Mister follows the rules. And yeah, exactly. He's Mister Excel. No, well, engineering is a very is a very linear. process yeah. linear type of thing, and it's it's interesting that it, I mean, listen, these are sharp, sharp, sharp guys, yes. but the way their training dictates how you approach problems and things like that, step by step. Yeah, but you know, um, if, you know, to I don't know if you, to get into blue box, like the innovation I made, it, it's actually an innovation that if you're a trained engineer, you never would have come up with the solution. And there's a reason, you know, because you, you have to have the artistic mind. Well, and the yeah, risk taking. Basically, mind. I looked at it, and it was because I questioned why do something this way. Just you know, if you're in a big industrial plant, you'd never question anything. You just execute a process and a procedure. And I was trying to solve a problem, and I'm like, why do it this way? Yeah. I like there's actually, if you look at it, everything is safe. I can't damage anything, you know, etc. And it led to a really interesting innovation now that really has potential to significantly impact, you know, human health, energy consumption, mm. carbon uh, footprints, and things like that. So this is 
100% why I brought you on the show today because I love talking to inventors and creators and just people in general. And when I ask them to be on my show, they're like, what does my thing have to do with your show? Yeah. I was like, Jim. Like, 100% it has to do with the show because I'm all about, A, bringing entrepreneurs to the table, B, the health and wellness of those those items, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I had Sarah Happy, you know, with the lip scrub on here, you know, I've had Olympians on here. It's all health. It's all the yeah. mindset. It's all collective resource. But yours really sp spoke true to home with me because you're creating a bigger footprint out there. And I'm looking, he brought in one of the blue boxes and, and I want to kind of jump back because I think people are, might still be a little confused of what are we talking about yeah. here? So originally you invented this innovation, you know, this, this, this item, this box, this system, um, to clean out refineries and help them work better. Um, but then it kind of transferred over to cleaning out large industrial air conditioning well I, so here's the story behind it so i had started off in the refiners i was trying to innovate uh how to clean industrial big industrial facilities as a new model of how to make them more efficient so they consume less energy they have less uh, output of co2 i was mm -hmm. actually going after a trying to reduce co2 mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and the reason for refineries was <clears throat> There's 150 refineries in the, in the United States. Those 150 facilities consume eight and a half to nine percent of all the energy in the U.S., and which is remarkable. It's a very small number of facilities. There's they consume so much energy, it's mind blowing. And the ones we live around are the and, biggest. Well, the reason you know in Manhattan Beach is right next to it is El Segundo is, uh, and then you have Torrance. This is actually the third highest concentration of refineries in the United States. Is mm -hmm. actually right here in the South Bay. And <clears throat> I grew up next to it, and you're always looking at it. And I, I started thinking about it. What is that? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I just started looking at the. You know, I start. You know, and I also want to think. Anyhow, not to get too deep into it. What I was trying to do is just make them more efficient, and I knew I could have a big impact. I then had pioneered how to get away from using chemicals at all, keep things pH mm. neutral. And then I was at a G, uh, General Motors plant. I got invited to take a tour of a plant. And to see where I could adapt my process to clean their big industrial systems. And this engineer, I'm walking with this engineer, and we're walking past what's called an air handler. And mm -hmm. the air handler is a big, giant steel box. Because this one is 15 feet high, 30 feet across, uh, probably you know 60 feet long. And what an air handler is, it draws in all the air, outside air, and it... Yeah. it draws the air through these what are called coils, mm -hmm. right? Air handlers is basically how you get air conditioning mm -hmm. in a facility. And it's the same design as whether you're in a high-rise or office building or anything like that. It's in air conditioning, you have, you draw air from the outside, warm air hits cold coils, and in the coils there's probably water or a refrigerant that's passed through it. And then you get cold air, and voila, you have, voila, you have air conditioning. So... <clears throat> I'm with this engineer, and we're walking past his massive air handler in his uh, manufacturing site, and he asked me, hey, can you adapt your process to clean the coils in, my, uh, in our air handlers? And I looked at him, and I knew nothing about coils, nothing about air handlers, and I'm like, sure. <laughs> sure thing. How, how hard could that be? Yeah. <laughs> and 
And what had occurred was a, and it turns out, it turns out cleaning coils is incredibly hard. And the reason, <laughs> sure. and the reason for this is because they're, <clears throat> like I said, they're 15 feet high. They're three feet deep and they're very dense. They're like a radiator. Okay, but very dense. They're only designed so air molecules could go through. Yeah, no people can go in there and Nothing, scrub, scrub. Or you can't even put a, you know, you can't put a pen or anything. Like, I mean, they're very tiny. And, um, and it's all about surface area. And you're trying to do mass heat transfer. And <clears throat> the problem with coils is that they're, um, they actually will load up with dirt, grime, but more importantly, bacteria and fungus. Which is in dust. Yeah, which, yeah, is everything. And they're the perfect breeding ground. And the the uh, the current way they always try to clean these things is they uh, pressure wash them. They shut down the system, they pressure wash it, but you only get uh, the surface of the coil clean. 95% of the, the coil is untouched. Why this matters is that in an industrial plant, <clears throat> it's all about heat transfer. So when these things are um, plugged up, uh, they remain plugged up and there's nothing they could do about it. And it takes a lot of energy to overcome that plugging, if at all. So these things will start consuming a tremendous amount of energy trying to get cooled air. And Because um, they're dirty? Because they're dirty. Yeah. So for example, in a let's say in a high-rise. Okay. 70% um, uh, of all the energy in that building is actually going to the air conditioning system. All right. Half that energy, if not more, is being wasted just because the coils are dirty. Now, you think about this. Every modern building in the world has an air conditioning system. It's called an HVAC system uh, installed into it. Every single building in the world is running way below its peak efficiency and with very poor indoor air quality because there's never been a way to clean these coils. All right. And it's a remarkable thing. I knew nothing about this when I first, when this engineer first asked me to clean these coils. Uh, all I knew is I had a, you know, a task at hand. So <clears throat> speed it, you know, the story up a little bit. Uh, I jumped into this air handler and I couldn't get through. I'm trying to inject, you know, you know, what I do is, you know, like uh, inject foam into the coils. And I knew the coils were going to have a biological issue. So I had designed these enzymes to, that would help break down the, the bio. Yeah, uh, the bacteria. Bacteria and the fungus. And, mm. um, but I couldn't get through the coil. And I'm like, Jesus, how do you get through this coil? And the, uh, uh, then I, also, I came up with my innovation keep the air handler on while I inject the foam in and use the airflow to draw everything through the coil. And it's a simple innovation. Um, but it gets back to like the story with the engineers. You would never do that. An engineer would never turn the system on while you're trying to clean something because something could happen because it's <laughs> a live working machinery and you know, danger, danger. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to these systems, there is actually no danger because you're not exposed to the mechanical parts. There's a big wall of coil in front of you um, and it's completely safe. And so it took me about two hours of arguing with the engineers, but they decided to let me you know, keep, keep the system on and, uh, and I cleaned the system. And then when I came out, they, I go, all right guys, take your measurements. And I improved the efficiency of the system by 40%. And they're like, 
they're like, oh my, what did, what did you just do to our uh, air handler? And I'm like, whoa, what did I just do to this air handler? You're and, like, I cleaned it. And I'm like, I, see, I told you it was easy. And, and it was interesting because a 40% improvement in these systems, these are big industrial systems. It, it, it literally resulted in probably just that one system, I probably saved them $8,000, $10,000 in energy savings for the year. Just wow. in that one system. That plant had 150 of those systems throughout the plant. And that was just one system. So multiply 10,000 times 150. Exactly. Shoot. Big money. Big money. Huge. Ginormous. Okay. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, and I, you know, it was, it was a big eye opener. And at first I didn't realize what I had done. And then about a month later, I was at another big high rise building and I asked the engineer, Hey, because to give you an idea how naive I was at this time, I thought this was a system you only found in automotive plants. Because I wasn't thinking air oh, conditioning. Yeah. I was thinking I was in this area called paint booth operations. And I thought this was a way to control the humidity of air. And I just wasn't thinking air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is about all this is, you know, living in Manhattan Beach, I've never lived in a house with air conditioning. You know, which is crazy. You know, you don't need it here. It's yeah. just one of those, you know. I'm from little, Kansas, so. Yeah, you know all about <laughs> air conditioning. Well. <clears throat> um, but I don't like it here. I don't like it. The what? I don't like it. What? Air conditioning? Yeah. I mean, I don't no. like the smell of it. No, I... no, no, no. I know. It, yeah. no, it's so much better without okay, it. Okay, anyways, moving on. But the, um, uh, I was at this high rise and I asked the engineer there, I go, hey, do you have any air handlers here? Um, you know, I was looking at some other systems and he looked at me and goes, I have 75 you know, in my building, I go, all of a sudden it clicked to me. I'm like, this is the air conditioning system. Yeah, exactly. And I go, can I grab one of your air handlers? I developed this process at GM. I'd like to try it on your, pro you know, I explained it to him and he goes, go ahead, do it. See and if I do it. Yeah. I improved the efficiency of that system by 65%. And was this a, like a condo building? Or no, it was a high rise. It was actually in, uh, in, uh, it was actually in, uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. And it was the big, uh, it's the highest skyscraper, uh, high rise that's in. It's actually the uh, either Bank of America or one of the big banks. It's their corporate headquarters. Mm -hmm. And um, I improved the efficiency by 65%. And that's when I was like, wow, we got this something is, here. Something. So here's, <clears throat> so Blue Box is, is a new innovation of how to clean and disinfect the coils in the HVAC system. Yes. That's all we do. We don't do the duct works or anything no, like that. No, no, no. Just the coils. Why this is so important is, is that, like I was saying before, every modern building in the world is outfitted with the HVAC system. And all of these systems globally are running below their peak efficiency. So they're consuming a lot more energy and they're emitting a lot of CO2, but they're also running microbially uh, fouled. Mm, mm, there are brief, mm. the coils, so the indoor air quality of buildings, you know, is always typically far worse than it is outdoors. Exactly. And the That's, reason for isn't it. Isn't that, wouldn't, okay, let me pause sure. you. Isn't that why a lot of the time also, besides lack of vitamin D, but like in the winter, people are getting so sick because they're not going outside as much. Yeah. And because they're inside, I mean, not that they're like well, in air conditioning, but still the, the coils is, the are The average there. American spends 90% of their day within a climate-controlled environment. Ugh. Think about that number. 
That's you know, true. It, that's true. It's ninety percent of their they're you know either at home or at work or at the gym at or the in the you know yeah. grocery store or something like that. But you're always in air conditioned a, a climate controlled environment. Mm-hmm. And to get that climate controlled environment, all the that air has to pass through these coils. The coils are the lungs of a building. The coils are the lungs of a building. I love that. It, it's 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 the best way to think about it. And the um and if and what it you know the big big issue has always been because it's warm air hitting cold metal uh you get condensation, mm. right? And wherever there's condensation uh, you're going to start getting bacteria growth, uh, fungal growth, and these systems load up like uh, it's crazy. Kaleidoscopes. And and once they start for- <laughs> once they start forming deep inside the coils, because these coils can be very deep and they're very dense. And once they start forming inside, there's nothing anybody could do about it. And to replace a coil is incredibly expensive. Just one air handler. General Motors, the one else I need to replace that is 200,000, 250,000 replace one system. When in turn, you are saving them two hundred. Yeah, exactly. Oh, double that. So I want to give everyone kind of like a visual because I have a great visual, but I want to give everyone else yeah. a visual about when these bacteria are forming on the coils and kind of what that is looking like. Um, basically, I want to call it like crystallization. Am I right or am I not right? Well, it's not so much it's not so much crystallization. What it is is it it so when bacteria and fungus grow, they form what's called a biofilm. That's like it's a slime that starts forming inside the coils. Okay? Right. It's like a it's um it's like a what am I going to say like a like a little community. Oh no, it's a colony. It's a whole colony. Colony. Yeah, it's a it's a whole it's a breeding ground. I mean, it's Ooh. it's a and man, I wish I was a mold. That'd be cool. It, <laughs> well, what happens though is is it starts growing deep inside. And what is interesting is that when they start forming inside, they start inhibiting the airflow of that mm. uh, air. So it's harder to get air conditioning in a building. So then, to overcome, yeah, well, I won't get into the technical de- details of that, but it starts, you know, making it hard to get uh, air conditioned air. The other thing though <clears throat> is that. Um, it starts forming all these blockages and it, 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 say it starts killing the efficiency. So these systems start consuming a lot more energy. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that has a major impact on carbon. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the great, so like, and to give you an idea, like no one really thinks about this, you know, about air conditioning or processing of air, but the processing of air is fundamental to the modern world. Mm-hmm. I mean, fundamental. Without it, it's, you know, you don't have Phoenix and Dallas and, you know, Las Vegas do not exist the size they do without air conditioned, you know, environments. And, um, um, but it is one, it is actually one of the most energy intensive things we do as a species. Why? Produce? To, to, to make it, to, to make it so we could be at Antarctica and be at 72 degrees or at the crater at the at the equator and be at 72 degrees oh, all right our ability so man made it is it is it, 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 to a degree that people have they just you know because it's always around you never think about it mm-hmm. i never thought about it and you know i would you know be, this should be something i would think but i never did and it's a it's but it's interesting because it's the main our ability to control our indoor and climate 
it's actually one of the primary uh, drivers of climate change because the amount of energy that goes creates the CO2 that gets in the atmosphere that then is causing the planet to get warmer, which means that it's driving actually sales of new air conditioning systems. Mm. It's crazy. They hate you. It's crazy. (laughs) But this has a big impact. Like You think about in hospitals. All hospitals worldwide are struggling with hospital-acquired infections, MRSA staff, and the reason why these hospitals are in such bad shape is because it actually gets down to these coils. Mm. All the air is recirculated in a hospital, and because it's a microbial-rich environment, they are literally just explode with microbial growth deep inside the coils. So one of the neat things about Blue Box now is because we're blowing up you know, mm-hmm. across the country. Uh, uh, I mean, I have operations now in Las Vegas, you know, Southern California, Las Vegas, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Miami, New York City, uh, all over the place. One of our main targets now is hospitals. So MD Anderson's, the number one cancer hospital in the United States mm-hmm. down in Houston. They're all over this. Methodist in downtown Houston. Sloan Kettering uh, mm-hmm. in uh, New York City. Um, and it's interesting because... We walk into the hospital and we can see stuff oozing out of the coils. I mean, it's crazy. And and so now we're quietly going into all these big facilities. Do you have like a face? You can like a <laughs> No, no. We're just, I mean, oh. We've been in hospitals. I've been in hospitals where you just, and it's interesting because it's more pronounced in a hospital. But it's the exactly. same problem whether you're in a high rise or... Yeah. Uh, in a school or you know any place it's the same it's just more severe in a hospital because that's where all the sick people are at and it's more my the air is more microbial rich so it's certain you know it just gets in there it just exasperates more right. but but it's interesting because it's when you get into like when you were telling me about your your fungal issues you know it's a it's a very common thing there's you know people don't realize like fungal infections they it's like, well, how did I get it? It's there. Well, it's everywhere, all right? Yeah. And we're constantly exposed. Well, because we're always in an air-conditioned environment, you know, a main source of your exposure is actually probably coming from the coils that are probably have a you know significant fungal colony going on there. And you're, the spores are being, you know, distributed throughout the building, you know, because it's all going through those lungs, you know. Those lungs are going to your lungs. Yeah, and and I'm, a, I'm a widely receptive... You know, I'm like a, I'm like an open portal for so much energy and so much like just different things coming at me that I'm very just, I'm very delicate, I guess you could say, with things being thrown at me. I mean, I know kind of where the mold came from generally. I mean, probably other reasons as well, but there was like a water issue. No, no, you you can have, listen, mold can happen in several different types of, you know, Regions. Like, yeah. And I mean, your refrigeration system can actually be oh a source gosh. of aspergillus and, and all these That's other. That's so true. Yeah. Because yeah. I moved the old refrigeration system on the side, there's, I swear, there's all this black mold. And it was a new refrigeration system. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it's where you have moisture because there's condensation, et cetera. Well, what you saw there is guarantee is going on in the coils. Now, in the in a residential so it coil. In the home, yeah. No, no, no. It most likely was. Yeah. You know. The thing is, there's you know mold, fungus is is part of the environment. All right, we grew up, we grew up with, uh, you know, 
as a species, we grew up as, with fungus and ecosystem. bacteria. Yeah. And it's part of the ecosystem, et cetera. So, but what has changed is <clears throat> we have changed our environment to make us more susceptible to these fungal infections, okay? And we've done it in several ways. One is the modern diet where it's loaded with sugar and flour and all that stuff. Which helps. Like, it helps, you know, once you, if you do get a fungal growth, you know, it's going to, you know, that's what they feed on. They want the sugar, guys. They do want the sugar. And the other thing is the overuse of antibiotics, you know, mm -hmm. will actually encourage, you know, it helps a fungal infection take root in your system. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, we have greatly enhanced our exposure to fungal before, let's say we're on the savannas, okay? And, or, you know, out in the open and we're not living in these climate controlled environments, uh, we're not exposed to the same rate of, of fungal, you know, spores, et cetera, on a day in, day out basis. They're around, but it's not concentrated. Now we created these, you know, living, you know, quarters where everything has climate controlled air and in that climate controlled air in the coils are breeding grounds for mold now. And we, it's, our exposure has been significantly amplified because of our modern lifestyle. And it's that, you know, increased rate of exposure in addition to the high rate use of antibiotics along with the modern diet, you know, like it's a, it's no doubt that, you know. Snowballing, just it snowballing. Really, yeah. Um, well, I do want to ask you, wow, gosh, you really told us a whole lot about this. I do want to kind of like give people a visual since this is just audio right now, but the blue blocks, blue blocks, blue box system. Um, I mean, this little guy, I'm going to call him Wally. Wally! <laughs> um, it, you know, it's cleaning these giant, almost like the size of some people's homes. Yeah. Um, air conditioning HVAC systems in large skyscrapers, yet Jim rolls up with this thing that looks like a carry-on suitcase and whips out these three blue boxes yeah. that are so tidy and put together. And it's about what what size is this, the blue box actually? The, I mean, well, the, the, the case that this, you know, so this is the case that we use to roll in when my technicians roll into you know, a big high rise or a hospital or something like that. This is what they bring with them. Um, you know, yeah, you could bring this on as carry on luggage. It's actually, Crazy. you know, it's, I think it's the dimensions of this is 20 inches by, you know, 15 inches by eight inches. That's, I want to see someone go through security with that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the? and the, and the actual blue box itself is even smaller. It's a tiny, you know, I think it's nine inches. Size of by, a lunchbox. Like, yeah, it is. It's a literally size of a lunchbox. And, it's, it's, you know, I, you know, this is the newest model. <clears throat> I developed this about six weeks ago and about four weeks ago. Uh, it's funny. I developed this at General Motors, but I, I had not been back since I developed it. Um, primarily because dealing when you're a brand new company and dealing with like a GM, it, it's really difficult. So I was like, they're never going to go away. I'll, let me go develop, you know, yeah. in the field, get good at what we're doing first and then we'll come back. So I got invited back a month ago to do a demo at GM at their uh, plant in uh, Kansas City. Woo! <laughs> there you go. And, um, told you meant for a reason. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I walked in and I have all these big giant, you know, these industrial engineers, there's a whole room of them. They're waiting to hear about this because um, the system that I was going to clean, it was a massive system and it was considered ruined. 
and they had already allocated two hundred thousand dollars to replace this thing, and this is the last chance. And he was like, and so I walk in with the little case here, and they were all kind of perturbed, like, "Hey, I thought you were gonna where's do the a tow demo. truck? Yeah, where's, where's your this? equipment? Yeah, where's all the big stuff? Uh, you know, why are you wasting our time?" Yeah. And I go, "Guys, everything I need is in this little box here." <laughs> And so it was interesting because the reaction was just priceless. And then why didn't you wear a camera on your head? I know, no kidding. And and so we, I go up and we go and I do the demo. And in four hours, I restored the system to brand new, and the the engineers were blown away. And it's interesting because this now, actually, I'm getting the the purchase order for the entire plant. We're going to be doing the entire GM plant out there uh, probably next month. And then <clears throat> this will be the first, like, we'll start grabbing all the plants. Like, this will be their new best practice, this is hands exciting. down. Because just cleaning that one system, I saved them 200000 Now Plus, they don't have to replace. Yeah. But the energy savings on that one system, because it was so fouled, uh, is probably about 50000 a year. Just in energy for that one system. Wow. It's crazy numbers. And... Uh, Everyone said, gets a raise. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So they're very excited about it. And and what's cool is this is now starting to catch the attention of a lot of big engineers in the uh, you know around the country. So like for example, I know like with uh, in the big hospital groups, they're starting to really start paying attention to this. Um, the big hotel groups mm. like Marriott and Hilton mm. um, yeah. are really starting to pay attention to this. Um, Airlines. Uh, I have not approached the airlines yet, yeah. but it's a, you it's, know, it'll, it's, it's a, a trickle down. Yeah, it'll, it'll down. but it's a natural fit, obviously. Yeah. Um, wow, Jim. The, um, uh, I actually just was, uh, um, did demos at Apple's new headquarters up in uh, Cupertino. Uh, now, Very their systems are brand new. They, they just built that, the spaceship, you know, headquarters. It's a billion dollar facility. We're going up there to present how I can always keep that place at peak efficiency Mm -hmm. and peak wellness forever. Yeah. And so they are really excited about that. Um, And so, yeah. This is so exciting. So, I mean, obviously I'm not going to keep you too long in here. Guys, I want to let you know, this is paving the way. This is innovation that is just like, it's beyond me and it's something that also we all kind of need to really think about like you're like wow I, I didn't even think about that you know my air conditioning system where you take it maybe for granted or you don't live in california i mean i you know have so many people i know they're like well does the place have ac i'm like many places don't have ac but when they do think about how grimy they are especially in the beach cities you oh, know yeah. we have so much junk like moisture and everything yeah. coming through the air and you know just Things like this, little things like this that do contribute. It's like changing your air filter, you know, every once in a while. And just just knowing that, like, this blue box is a bigger, better, like, it's a bigger message about, you know, what's going on in your internal system, your personal yeah. body system, and, like, being aware of that and just going to the root source. Like, that's all you're doing is going to the root source. Absolutely. And, this, and it's such a, it's such a, um, it's interesting because when I present this to like, like when I did this at GM, everybody's so skeptical because this has been, it's the number one pain point they have in all operations. And, but the solution is so, um, uh, it's so easy to prove out, so easy to demonstrate and, you know, all this stuff in many ways, it's just an elegant solution to the problem because it, 
does not use a lot of water, doesn't use any chemicals. Uh, you know, we use everything is just enzymes that go Love in and that. digest everything out. It's completely odorless. But the idea behind Blue Box is, you know, our catchphrase is, you know, innovating air. All right. But mm. it's going to be innovating air as a whole new model for how to uh, reduce global energy consumption, uh, a whole new way of how to reduce carbon emissions, as well as to improve human health. Yes. On a very significant scale, yes. and and doing it in a way that actually is making companies money because it's saving them a boatload. And so, you know, it's it's if you ever want to make something really scalable or really be adopted quick, you, you got to make it profitable. You know, yeah. if you want to make CO, a carbon reduction possible, you got to make carbon reduction profitable, and that's mm -hmm. really what this does in a very profound way. And mm -hmm. it's um, yeah, it's exciting. So let me ask you a question. Ever since you've kind of like brought this to the table, do you like lose so much sleep at night? Are you just always thinking about the next thing or what you can tweak or? No, the, I mean, we, there are different, so there's a whole new innovation I'm gonna be coming in with filtration um, that when combined with this is literally, and that's a whole nother conversation, but it, I can't wait to talk. We'll but, bring you back yeah, on for that one. But the, um, um, you know, Water. I mean, right now it's, it's, you know, I have no problem sleeping at night because I'm so flipping tired by the end of the day because, you know, we are literally, you know, the rate of growth right now is incredible. And, and I mean, we're, I mean, I got teams in Hawaii, you know, Melbourne, Australia, uh, Dubai, you know, and then throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's just grown like, you know, wildfire. And so, well, I know that you are constantly innovating and you will continue to innovate and I'm not going to pick your brain too much <laughs> about like what's coming about because I know as an inventor or entrepreneur, you do want to keep things a little bit hush hush. And yeah. obviously this is not a product that, I mean, I don't know who's listening in regards to like bigger, um, you know, like decision makers on cleaning yeah. buildings, but this is not something obviously you can go out and buy like for yourself off of like the internet. Um, but I do want to talk to you something off camera about an idea that you probably have already thought about, but I do want to ask you because I'm a big proponent about self care too. Yeah. And you being so responsible right now for everyone else's health and just being so excited about, you know, creating you know, these new connections and networks with other people, how do you take time for yourself? Yeah, it, it's a great question. And, you know, it's a, you know, it's a difficult one. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. This is, it's not easy, you know, like startups are not easy. And especially, and we're now past like the hardest phase, which is, mm. you know, we now have market traction and we exactly. basically have what's called market fit. We know like what we have, people want, as soon as they see it, boom, you know, we're, we're, we're selling it. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge to, you know, because every, you know, I'm right. I am responsible for everything. You know, I mean, I got, you know, now I have 30 employees and we're, you know, probably by next year it's going to be, you know, over a hundred, you know, 150. Yeah. And you know, it, it's a, but you can't just go all, you know, non, non, non stop. You have yep, to invent because wall. you start, you know, it's just everything, you know, the wheels start coming off the cart, you know, sort yeah. of type of thing. So, I mean, I definitely am trying to carve out space. So, one, I'm trying to not travel as much. I've been on the plane nonstop since January. Mm -hmm. So, I've now kind of been able to scale that back a little bit. 
um, trying to definitely get in the water more and go surfing nice. <laughs> more. You know, it's, you know, my living room, I have my, you know, 10 foot long board that for a while was not doing anything. Out. Now I'm like, all right, I put it right there by the door. So it's, I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, just walk down the beach and jump in. Maybe some yoga. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I can be a catalyst for that. I've gotten many people, many, I won't even call you guys nine to fivers. I'll call you 24 hours. Like, yeah, like seriously, a, yeah. I know how you guys think. I know how I think personally, but there has to be, I'm going to be like the, you know, swat you, your hand and say, you've got to have your gym time. Yeah. No, it's, like, it is important. I mean, you, yeah. you can't, you can't do the, you have, it. you know, I definitely find it's, way more creative productive everything if i shut down for even know, between, 15 yeah, minutes yeah. your meditation that's going to yeah. spurt so much energy okay so i won't keep keep you too much longer but i do want to ask you our um kind of just being honest question sure. so are you ready Bring it dun, on. Dun, dun, dun. jim what's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle it can be anything. <laughs> My be honest a... truth. That has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Well, I mean, you know, to me, it's it's all about, listen, it's the love of creating. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, like, to me, there's, it's a, what I love about this is, and listen, I started off with a big ambition was, you know, trying to, I had an objective, how to improve, uh, how to create a whole new approach to carbon uh, emissions that was different from, you know, using wind and solar, like, you know, another strategy. And so it was very meaningful, you know, to me, you know, my work has to have meaning because it's, you know, work for work safe, you know, for work sake is, it's just empty yeah and um um you know it's all about you know keeping on creating and the, the joy of creating and innovating and it's something that i've definitely learned that you know i've gotten very good at so basically find find the joy find the meaning behind everything that find you meaning. do and you can find meaning in almost it doesn't have to be world changing it doesn't have to be you know it's like what is meaningful for you you know it doesn't have to be you know, um, um, and it, you know, it doesn't have to present itself immediately either. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, some blind journeys here and just trying to, you know, you're looking for somebody, you don't know what it is just yet. You know, it's that draw, but you know, sense of exploration. Awesome. I love it. And I'm so grateful that you got to share your story and your journey and your creation here today. I want to ask you, are you on social media? Is Blue Box on social media? Yeah, not as, I mean, we're going to be a lot more engaged with it. Um, it's just more of a bandwidth you know, yeah. kind of thing, but uh, we'll start, um, I'm already working on a whole marketing program. So cool. like with, you You'll know, share with me further, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So awesome. It, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, well guys, Jim, thank you so much for my being pleasure. on the show. My pleasure. Guys, thank you for tuning in and being so open-minded, so open-hearted about our geekiness here. Because sometimes, you know, I get very spiritual. Sometimes I get very nerdy and scientific. Sometimes I get very raw and emotional. But that's all about lifestyle design is 
about basically encompassing the real you, unveiling the real you, and being authentic in everything in your life. So I hope you tune in every single week. And um, remember, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Simplecast FM. Until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. I know that from my own personal experience of dealing with detrimental and often at times debilitating molds and environmental toxins, I cannot afford to give up another day of purely living. I want to regain that strength and I believe that it all starts at the central core of our foundations. Whether that is just simply breathing or within the central units of our homes, our hospitals, our workplaces, the places that we spend the majority of our days, each and every day. This is why I love this conversation so much that I had with the Game Changer Jim. He's not just thinking about making longevity a norm, he's doing it. And I cannot wait to see how this is facing, actually, I should say, creating a new face in our entire world. Guys, I hope you got a lot out of this episode today. And I thank you so much for supporting me, tuning in every week, every day, what have you, re-listening to podcast episodes. And please take a snapshot of this episode and spread it out on social media because this is so important to hear about. This is what make is making each and every one of us ill every single day is our air quality. So let's breathe deep together and share this knowledge out with the universe. Until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Thanks for joining in. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit of life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free and you'll get your first discovery call free.